lads, we've been highlighting, yes, it's Carlton and Hawthorne this weekend. So Carlton and Hawthorne played off in the 87 grand final. And the best on ground this day uh, was a centre-half back. He played on one of the biggest stars the game has ever seen and kept him to nothing, and that was David Rhys-Jones. And he joins us now. G'day, David. G'day, guys. How's it going? Good. Ruby better. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Um, talk us through this game, mate, and what a superb effort you did keeping uh, Dumi to, uh, what was it, zero goals? No, yeah, no goals, and um, yeah, didn't have much influence on the game at all. So it, uh, yeah, worked out pretty pretty well for us, and I think it surprised a few people. But um, yeah, Wolsey had had an idea, and it came off. So uh, I've got to give him credit for that, I suppose, for in the first place. But um, yeah, then I had a job to do. But uh, yeah, we had a pretty young backline back then too. So uh, a very young Stephen Silvani and Mick Kennedy in the back pocket. Uh, Ian Aiken was best first year player that year, and um, Tommy Alvin and Peter Dean and myself. So it was, um, I was 25 and I was the oldest uh, and more experienced player on the back line, even though I hadn't played much back line in my, in my career. So, uh, yeah, it all went well that day. Davis was here. Um, when did you know, sort of that week, that you, you had the centre half back role and Dermy and, and sort of what prep or how did you sort of approach that? Yeah, look, um, well, I've, you know, Wolsey kept everything as, as, you know, I mean, while there's probably ten or 15,000 people at training, which makes it a little bit different, but uh, tried to keep all our um, routine the same, and uh, I didn't know till I walked in the, the coach's room, and he always had the, the, you know, the board up with all the players' names uh, where you're positioned, and, um, yeah, fair to say, a fair few uh, eyes went my way when... Um, when, the, <laughs> when they saw the board up there and uh, I was playing centre back on Dermot Burton so yeah Thursday night it, it matched it at our um, yeah our selection that was uh, the first I knew of it Did you ever played on him before or I mean you, you, you were you know sort of on ball winger sort of type but did you ever play on Derm before this one? No, I hadn't. No, no, no and I, I, as I said I, I hadn't really played that much back well I played a couple of games during that year, Wolsey threw me back a couple of times, and um, yeah, but uh, no, it was uh, a bit of a surprise for me and for, for a lot of others, but uh, he, he had an idea of um, pushing John Dorotich down, who normally played on Dermot, pushing him forward, and um, and trying to stretch um, stretch the Hawthorne defence, and uh, well, it, it all worked anyway, so uh, full credit goes to the coach on that one. And we just um, spoke with uh, Dave Glascott. Uh, and we we spoke about the era of the eighties, and and he he reeled off some great players that he played against. Uh, similar for yourself, mate. Uh, would have played against some seriously good footballers. Oh, exactly. I mean, you know, people. You, you look back then, and and you know, I started playing as a skinny kid. So Ian Stewart at South Melbourne was my first coach, and he sort of thought a wing would be a good place to sort of um, keep a skinny kid out of the, out of the play <laughs> a fair bit, and. Um, but you were, you were you were lining up on you know some of the greats of the game, Robbie Flower and Keith Gregg and Wayne Schimmelbush. There was you know I mean you go through every team and you know Colin had Ricky Barham, Geelong, Mickey Turner, um, you know Weston had Brian Wood, um, who'd come across from uh, Richmond, but uh, uh, Dougie Hawkins. You, you go through all the teams and, and they were just some magnificent. Uh, you know every week was a real contest and that was just on the wings sort of thing. So. Uh, yeah, and over over my career, I, I really got to play um, nearly. I, I reckon I played every position on the ground except for ruck or rover, and uh, 
So at one stage or another, I'd, I'd played on every position on the ground. So you got to play on some good... Oh, you know, I got to play on both with Gary Ablett and, and Dermot, as we know. But, um, yeah, some, some, some of the champions of the game. So real challenges, but it was good fun. And, and with your career, I mean, obviously the, the, a lot was spoken about the, the tribunal of your appearances here and there. Were you, did you... Were you always in control of, of that side of, uh, of your footy or, or was it just something that occasionally you just, you know, have a, have a, a fade? Yeah, uh, look, um, I think Lou, Lou Richards coined the phrase white line fever back then about me and uh, and it was pretty well appropriate. I, I think he also said, he said, that kid Bruce Jones, he goes down to Princess Park, he, he takes his head off and puts it in the locker and puts a pumpkin on and runs out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's far off the mark there at times. Uh, no. you know, old Lou, but uh, yeah, look, it was it was you know different days, and and um, yeah, as, as I said, I was a skinny kid, and 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 when I first started, you know, you being that way, you sort of you know there were there were players at times who'd come out and try and try and bully you a bit and and, and shove you around. Well, I wasn't going to take a backward step. Mm. But I think that you know they, they those early days got got a bit of a reputation about. You know, you can get into this kid and get under his skin and, and put him off his game, sort of thing. So, I really built a rod for my own back. And you know, I blokes coming out, they weren't even interested in getting the ball over. You know, scragging you behind the play and stand on your toes and pinching your leg. You know, niggling type stuff. Which I suppose if you're playing today, you you know, that wouldn't happen because the amount of umpires and the and yeah. the cameras and everything else. So you, you get get out and just play footy, but. Yeah, I built a bit of a rod for my own back for that way, and um, and uh, had blokes attacking me, and I suppose you you warn them, you say you keep doing that, I'm going to whack you, and uh, if you don't whack them, you're not really <laughs> sticking up for yourself. So uh, yeah, yeah, a few, a few backhanders and different things at times, and um, and a lot of times when I did get reported, which was only 25 times, um, <laughs> um, a, a lot of those times were retaliating too. So. Uh, you know, and that, and that was back then. You know, the, the bloke who retaliated always. Yeah. Of course, so I anyway, have. Yeah, I, I have no doubt. A lot of them because of that too. Yeah, I have no doubt you um, you got as as good as you gave. Uh, but all, all worthwhile when you're winning grand finals. Yeah, well, I was lucky enough in you know in '87 to be part of that premiership team, and that's what we played footy for. So uh, yeah, no, that was terrific, and um, you know, it was you know obviously the highlight of my football career, and. Um, yeah, it sticks with you for forever. That it's um, you know your reunions and different things. Um, you know, it's it's it, that's what that's what footy's all about, and all the hard work comes to fruition at the end. And and, and you know we're lucky enough to uh, get over the line that day. I, I was pretty confident going in because um, you know we'd had a pretty good build up to it, and, and Hawthorne um, played Melbourne in, in a pretty fierce match, and, and only just got over the line when Jimmy Steins ran over the mark. And uh, give a fifteen metre penalty away, and allowed it allowed uh, Gary Bacanara to kick a kick a, a, a goal yeah. to put him in front. But um, you know, both of those teams were pretty battered and beaten after after that game. So we, we were pretty confident, you know, sitting there watching the game, and, and you know, halfway through the last quarter, you said, "Yeah, wouldn't matter which team we're playing, we we should be able to knock them over." And and they, they, you know, we also we had a couple of our. Uh, couple of our mates who couldn't be out there um, Desi English contracted cancer that year and, and, and Peter Motley obviously had that 
very severe car accident. Mm. Uh, very good mate of mine, Booney Evans, got rubbed out for one week in in mm. in, in, the, in that happened to the grand final. So there, you know, there's also a few blokes that couldn't be out there with us. So we were pretty keen to uh, you know do it for them as well. So um, yeah, it was a great year and 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 great way to finish it off. I want to go back to the start, but just just um, on it. I mean, we've talked, you know, you twenty five times been reported. Are you in? And that's a record by the sounds of it. Um, are you in fear that uh, with the way the game's been played and umpired and people are getting suspended, that that record might be taken off you? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you get reported for tackling a black now, so um, you know that's uh, that's the difference we've really come to at this stage, and and I think the um, the jury. Jeremy Cameron incident last week with Gary Rowan really showed everyone that accidents do happen on the football field. And, um, you know, if, if, if he had had the, you know, Gary Rowan had the opposite opposition jumper on, he would have been out for four weeks for doing that. Yet, yet you know, that's part and parcel of the game. And I think, um, you know, that we really need to, to look at it. Things are going to happen. Players are going to get hurt. You know, it's, it's an unfortunate situation, but I think, um, um, with all the carry on about concussion and so forth, and had a lot of older players coming um, coming along now and, and uh, you know, taking legal action, I think um, um, they've jumped the shark. Really, they've they've really just gone a bit overboard with the with the penalties and what they're doing at the moment. Um, you know, players just you know tackling players um, should not be reported. No, we, we agree with that here. Um, uh, and what about now, mate? How, obviously, you did some coaching, you did some other things. What, what's uh, David Rhys Jones up to now? How's the body? How's everything feeling? <laughs> well, the knees are shot. I'm, I'm, um, I keep putting it off, but I'm, I'm eventually going to have to have both of them replaced. Mm. So uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there as long as I can, but it's getting getting hard. Um, but I, you know, I just work for a, a labour hire company, MC Labour, who are very good sponsors at Carlton Football Club too so um, and uh, yeah very good company and um, yeah been with them nearly 11 years now so yeah yeah, that's ticking along okay. It is. I just, just quickly, but just want to go back to the start. Uh, you obviously started your career with South Melbourne and Sydney. Um, I just want to know how difficult it was with the. I mean, as, as a player, um, with when that um, when that merger or that transfer up to Sydney happened, uh, what was that like as a player? Was that like really confusing, or what was that well, feeling? Yeah, right, right from the start. I mean, there, there was probably fifty percent of the players wanted to, you know, make that move to Sydney and. And 50%, you know, there's a keep south of south um, um, contingent, and, and 50% of the players wanted to stay. So we, we, you know, it was a really confusing time at the start because we actually had two coaches. John Rantel was coaching South Melbourne and, and coaching the players there, and, and, and Ricky Quaid was coaching the Swans players. Well, we had nowhere to train, so we were training on local footy grounds and that. But, uh, but the VFL really sold us a bit of a pup because, you know, they, they put it to us to work over the biggest city in Australia. Uh, we're going to be one out up there, um, you know. The, obviously, you know, we, we got to check the sponsorship and so forth. But it, you know, they, they didn't um, didn't take to us, especially early days. And and we got you know very little in the press. They're so very heavy, heavily rugby league orientated. So um, and, and I'm sure the rugby league put a lot of pressure on the the journals and the papers and that to um, you know not not really give too much. Um, to the Swans, um, when, when, when we trained up there, we, we couldn't, we weren't allowed to train on the Sydney cricket ground. So, 
we'd have to train. There was a noble next door. We train on there sometimes, but that was used as a car park for Sydney cricket ground events. So uh, yeah, while well, the cars are on there, we could, obviously couldn't train. <laughs> so we'd be training at local footy grounds or army ovals. We, we, we basically have to ring in on, on you know um, on the day of training bring the club and find out where we're training that night and, and head down there and uh you know a few times it was you know it was funny we'd get down there and the uh no one had pumped the balls up so someone would have to go down the local server and pump all the balls up and <laughs> while we're while we're doing the run-throughs or whatever and yeah so it was it wasn't very professional back then but oh, uh gosh yeah, yeah that's it was tough days who, who were you hanging out with the most sort of up there you would have sort of did you move in with anyone up there or were you no, well, I, I, I took my then girlfriend. Yep. Um, she came up with me, and uh, yeah, so you know, and, and I think one of the good things about back then, um, and I think anyone who watched the Swans back then, you come to Melbourne, a lot of people, you know, whether back for Essendon, Collingwood, Carlton, whoever, they always said, you know, I would love the way you guys, you know, the Swans are my second team, sort of thing, and and uh, and I think we did put up some pretty good performances, you know, uh, up there because uh, you know we had to stick together. We, we, you know, that was just us up there, and, and we weren't given any favours. And and um, yeah, so it was, it was tough up there in those early days. But uh, you know, it's good to see the way they're going now, and they're you know really really doing some great things. And, and it sort of in some ways makes you a little bit proud of you know being the initial people who who, who made the journey up there and. And, and did the hard yards, I suppose, in some ways. Yeah, well, I mean, you, yeah, you're definitely a pioneer of that. I mean, I, 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 that was a question I was going to ask next. Was I mean, how proud are you? Are I mean, obviously you're a Carlton man, of course. Premiership play with them, but being a South Melbourne slash Sydney man and being a pioneer up there, it must make you feel proud of what they've become. Oh yeah, and and, and look, and when you catch up with the you know the, the blokes you played with up there, you know it's it's you know it's a special feeling, I think, with those. Uh, those initial people who who, um, who who we played, you know, played those those early days up there. So um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, we probably get overlooked a little bit these days. But um, yeah, it was it was very tough days, I suppose, from from the Swans' point of view. And they went through some tough times. I mean, I think when Gary Buckenara was coaching, and what was that about early nineties or something? Um, you know, they, they were they almost went under. They, they were very close to going under. It was only a a group of um, uh, businessmen who sort of got their heads together and and worked out a plan, and um, you know it was was great to see them win a premiership um, not that long ago. So win their first one for you know seventy odd years or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, we already asked David Glasgow. I mean, as as we know, you're a Carlton man as well. Um, how difficult has it been to watch them uh, go about their business uh, lately? And uh, has it been just a tiny bit more frustrating than you imagined? I think that's the word, frustrating. I think you know you can see the the ability and the and the talent you know, in the line up out there, but uh, they just haven't been able to put it together. Well, not very often anyway. This year, I think you know they whacked West Coast and and had a good win against um, the Gold Coast. Uh, we seem to get good against the teams that are coast in their name, but um, <laughs> not not very good against the rest of them. So. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's just been a pretty... And I've been to most of the matches, actually, and um, this year I've only missed a couple. So, yeah, it's, it's, it really has been a frustrating year. And, and, and when you um, when you can see the talent that's there, you, you know, well, I, don't, I don't know what it is, um, but they, they just seem to lack, lack a lot of confidence and, and, um, and play accordingly and play safe rather than taking risks and so forth. So... Uh, Hopefully they can turn it around for the back half of the year and, and have a good pre-season and hit next year. 
pretty solid because uh, I think they'll be disappointed with themselves this year. Yeah, well, it could be. It could be the best thing. I mean, you, you had a lot of uh, teams go up and down and then go straight yeah. back up and uh, you know do great things. So hopefully, it's just one of those blips that uh, happens. Yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, I mean, I, I look at the team and I think the only. The only player who really has been worth his salt all year has been Adam Chera. I think he's had a terrific year. But, uh, you know, I mean, we've, we've had a, a Brownlow medalist. Our captain won the Brownlow last year, and I, I doubt whether he's polled a vote this year. So, you know, um, that's how much we've fallen. So it's, uh, yeah, but um, you, you don't lose your ability. So it's about a matter of, you know, getting, getting things right over the summer period this year and, and working a bit harder and, Maybe getting a few more players in and, and getting rid of some, and, and um, yeah, yeah, turning turning things around a bit. But uh, it's been a long time for Carlton supporters, and we're a pretty impatient of <laughs> too. So yeah, I think I think uh, I think a lot of a lot of people were pretty excited at the start of the year, and and probably a little bit flat at this time. Yeah, no, we yeah, we all agree. Hey, David, we might have to leave it there, buddy. But uh, it's absolutely fantastic to get your your memories of the the premiership that you won and uh, your thoughts on the Swans and uh, everything and the Blues. So, yeah, really appreciate it, mate. No worries, thanks, guys. Anytime. Thanks, David. You're a good man, David Reeslow Jones. There, 1987 Norm Smith medalist.